Welcome to Locals Only Cantina. Mixing it up with Brandon and Cherie. What up, what up, fam? Hey, we're back with another one. Another yes. one, what's that? DJ, another one, another one. DJ Khal- Khalid. Yeah. Oh, in the house. Oh, yeah. Another one. Okay, we're back, for <laughs> reals. Um, it's been a minute again. Christmas is over. Yeah, Happy New Year, New Year's, guys. 2023. Yeah, it's crazy. Christmas is over. Now I'm ready for all that fucking white shit that falls from the sky and makes everything all cold. Um, I guess the sky, make, the air makes it cold. And Go away, though. I'm ready for springtime. True. Jones in to get back, back on the bike. and I did go for a ride this last week, or yesterday. Yesterday, actually. Yeah. It was pretty cold, but it was still fun. So. Yeah. Ready for summertime, though. Yeah. So, yeah, lots of things to think about this <laughs> next year. And actually some really exciting things coming, so I'm excited. We have some fun stuff planned coming down the road, so I hope you guys will enjoy some of the new stuff that we're going to start putting together for you guys, and just another fun topic for today, and it's sponsored by Brendan watching a show that he wants us to talk about. (laughs) Sponsored? Well, I don't know about sponsored. I don't know if you can use that (laughs) word. Well, you're funding it. Jordan may not not approve of the sponsorship. You're funding it. I'm funding it with my... With my subscription to yeah to Instagram, mm-hmm. oh yeah, okay, no. I don't know what that it. means. Um, <laughs> we haven't even drank yet, and she's still saying nonsense. But here, let's let's start with a drink here. Cheers. <laughs> it is a cantina after all. All right. So, um, backgrounds changed again. We're still not sure where the hell we're gonna do do this in our new house permanently. Yeah. One of these days we'll figure it out. All right. So what we're going to talk about today is something I rolled across on Instagram. I follow Jordan Peterson. Um, dude's like super internet famous right now. Um, and uh, we're going to play it and we're going to have a little discussion here. How's that sound? Let's do it, baby. I was thinking. You know, people say, well, if you're, if the possibility of divorce is open... It makes you free. It's like, yeah, that's what you want. You want to be free, eh? Really? Really? So you can't predict anything. That's what you're after. It's a vow. And it says, look, I know that you're in trouble. Me too. So we won't leave. No matter what happens. Well, that's a hell of a vow, but that's why it's a vow, right? That's why you take it in front of a bunch of people. That's why it's supposed to be a sacred act. It's like, what's the alternative? What's the alternative? Everything is mutable and changeable at any moment. Well, go ahead. You live your your life like that and see what you're like when you're 50. Jesus, it's dismal. Two or three divorces, your family's fragmented, you've got no continuity of narrative, and it's not good for the kids, not by any stretch of the imagination. Do you get that? No, I'm playing again. I got it. Got it? Okay. I think so. So (laughs) what do you think? There's a lot of different pieces to that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. What Um, do you think? Well, I think it rings true to what a lot of us are seeing nowadays. And especially like with us, we've talked about this a million times and how we have a lot of friends that are our age that are getting divorced and a lot of them that are possibly, you know, 
I think there's just this idea of not having that vow anymore and not sticking to it. I think it just means nothing. And so... I mean, it's less and less because divorce is so prevalent that, I mean, younger generation nowadays are not really likely to get married in the first place because why? It's just a contract and they they just assume it'll get all fucked up and shit will go sideways and the guy will lose half his money and they're going to have to share kids and all this stuff. It just seems like a nightmare, right? But why, why is that, though? It's because people have lost the perspective of the vow, right? Like, yeah. through better or worse, all that stuff. I, I had a guy that I used to know back in another life. I served a Mormon mission, and um, one of my companions told me about his mom and dad, how they were never allowed to say the D word in the family. The D word was a bad word. You weren't allowed to say the word divorce. It was just unspeakable. It was a, the word you don't speak of, right? And you know what's incredible about that, actually? Like, I love hearing that because I grew up in a home, and maybe it was different from my siblings' perspective, but I never once heard my parents say the D word. You know, it was never spoken in our house. I I didn't even really have it as something that I even thought about. And I know I've said this on other podcasts, but, like, I grew up, not even realizing that I kind of had the leave it to beaver life that I lived in my house. And I had, when I one day looked around, I saw that two of my best friends lived in single parent homes and I didn't realize how good I had it. I didn't realize like what my parents did to stay together and to make it through the things to have that life for me, you know, and to be able to not ever have spoken that word in front of your kids, like that's a huge thing. That's that's yeah. a big deal. So Yeah, it's a it's a it's a huge thing. Um I grew up in a house where I heard that word a lot. My parents never actually got divorced, but I heard threats nonstop from my mom. Um and that also is bad, right? So let's not pretend that that's not bad, right? So what's the better way? Better way is to not ever say it, don't ever threaten it. It's just it's just a bullshit. I mean, it turns out to be real a lot, but what does the real start with? It starts with speaking of it first, right? But I would say that the hearing the threat of it all, all the time was almost probably as damaging as the actual deed, right? You know? So yeah. we also don't want that either though, right? So I think the best thing is is one, don't say it, don't thre- threaten it. It's not an option. Of course, there's extremes, right? Where somebody's abusive, somebody's this, somebody's that, right? So we don't. that's not what we're talking about here. Most of the time when p- people get divorced, it's not that. Most of the time when people get divorced, it comes from different things, which you and I can prevent, right? You know? Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us nowadays, like... Back in the day, I feel like, even with my parents, like, that was just the way you did things, right? Like, that's the way that marriage was, that's the way that life was, that's the way that their parents did it, and it's been, like, this long-lived vow for so many years that everybody, like, kept, they stuck to for the majority of us, right? But whether things were good or bad, they, like, stuck to it no matter what, and I think there's so much fear in probably our age and what we saw growing up and a lot of parents that did get divorced. And I think that it really does set a fear inside of those who are our age right now because 
some of them did live in homes where their parents were talking about divorce or maybe they did get divorced and they have that trauma and they don't want to ever have that i don't know know if it's so much a fear in people our age right now i think the people are our age right now have already been divorced once twice three times i think the fear is the young younger generation now no what i'm saying is i think that that's why they've been married once or twice because or like two or three times is because of what they've seen their parents go through and that trauma as a kid and realizing that okay well my parents didn't stick it through so why should i have to stick it through i think that this kind of started a little bit earlier than our age and divorce became the norm during our generation yeah and now it's not only the norm but it's the norm two or three times over or to the point where now younger people are just simply not doing it at all right getting married at all yeah and we kind of talked about that and how it's just not something that a lot of people are thinking about these days you know like a lot of them are just happy to be by themselves but what happens if you have children what happens if you decide that you want a life with kids and what does that mean for them there's a silly thing i've heard people say this too it's like oh well you know, it's not good for the kids, but it's better for the kids for us to get divorced and than for us to be unhappy, right? That's probably true. But what if there was a way to just not be a mis- mis- miserable bastard? What if you <laughs> what had the right? way to create a different <laughs> what world you for could yourself? Just, what if you could just be cool and not be a dumb schmuck, right? You know? Um, so that's that's more what we're about, right? So, of course, divorce is a thing. Of course it's scary. Of course it's shitty. Of course people are assholes. Of course people cheat. Of course people do all those things, right? Question is, is why do people do all those things? And why do people act the way they do? And how can you not be that way? And how can your spouse not be that way, right? Yeah. And I actually, so I dated this guy in college. And this was actually a big topic that made me not want to stay long term with him was... Uh, he, of course, like us growing up being LDS, like divorce isn't really something that a lot of people do in the LDS church. It's like it's becoming more frequently than it was back That's in the day pr- when we were pretty kids. much along the statistic norm yeah. nowadays. Yeah. yeah, nowadays it's it's pretty normal. But um, back in our like when we were younger, it didn't happen as often, right? And one of frowned upon for sure. Yeah, and one of the guys that I dated in college he actually had his parents get divorced while he was on his mission so a mission for the LDS church is something that you go out and you preach the the church that the LDS church in different places for two years if you're a man right go out and save souls yeah so he was out on his mission and his parents got divorced while he was out on his mission so he left having two parents at home that were supporting him and he came back and he didn't have them living in the same house and how traumatizing would that be as a kid because you leave when you're a kid i'm sorry like but those kids leave when they're kids and they come back kind of trying to figure out how to be a man and when you come back and your parents are separated or divorced it kind of throws you into a whole different way of looking at things that's why i say that like there's a lot of us who have trauma from those situations because we would have conversations he wanted to marry me and 
one of the big things that he would talk about is divorce and how it was probably inevitable. And I'm like, I don't want to get married to you if you, if it's something that you're already thinking is a possibility. Right. And so that was something like for me growing up and not having parents that ever talked about that. It was to have like this boyfriend who wanted to get married to me say that it was something that was already in his vocabulary. And then he was already thinking about, was just mind-blowing for me and it, I knew that I didn't want to go down that path. I didn't even want to be with somebody that wanted to have that conversation about divorce before. Like I wanted to know that if I was going all in, he was going to go all in too and that we were going to create this world, this this life together. But I think that that's part of the issue that we have these days is that divorce is part of the conversation more well, often. When than you not. think it's the norm, it's really simple just to balance when like the time comes right or not the time comes when when things get hard and people are like oh well that's just what people do okay fuck you i'm out right um the norm nowadays is not to stick it through thick and thin most people don't that's abnormal nowadays mm-hmm. i mean we've been married 19 years i tell people that they're like holy shit congratulations right Whereas our parents were married 30-something years, 40-something years, and that was the norm back then. Mm. 19 years now is, like, super abnormal. Yeah, my parents have been married over 50 years. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. So, um, So the norm nowadays is divorce, right? Is that something you want? Do you think that's healthy for your kids, like Jordan says? That's, that's not a good life for them. Um, I know one time we had a hard time and, and, uh, I was thinking that might be a possibility and I actually kind of took off for a couple of hours, went downtown Salt Lake and I sat around and I was thinking, and I thought to myself, I'm going to go back because I'm never going to let some other guy raise my kids. Fuck that. Like that's a pain, a pain that I can't imagine. Right. Um, Oh, yeah, I remember having those thoughts, too, especially, like, when we went through even leaving our leaving our religion that we were leaving, you know, and before we, I decided to separate myself. Also, that thought had to cross my mind and what the world would look like, what my life would look like, and what would happen with our children, because our children were really small at the time. And that was a huge thing that went through my mind, because... It's not like you and I were really, like, so crazy upset about other situations. It was just our religion that was kind of tearing us apart. And my biggest thought was, okay, well, here I am going to church, taking my kids to church, and then I'm going to have this husband who's not going to church and taking my kids to church. Like, where does my thought go? It goes to the fact that, oh, he's probably going to bring this awful woman, these awful women around that are going to be around my children. and They would have been so hot. <laughs> Oh, really? Yeah, really? yeah it had been like a nonstop parade. <laughs> nah, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> no, <laughs> what so. What did you say on that movie? <laughs> no, never mind. <laughs> we love the movie She's All That. And uh, he break, well, his girlfriend breaks up with him. And he's trying to impress her, so he lies. He says a bunch of shit that's not true. And he sits down and he's like, oh, oh, I've been great since you left. It's been like a nonstop snatch parade, I think he says, or some, something like that, you know. And 
completely not true and she's like oh wow okay i'm really impressed by that right (laughs) anyways that's not she's all that that's no it's um she's out of your league yes there you go yeah yeah, yeah. i'm like trying to picture that she's all that's like a kid show that's like (laughs) a teen bopper show i was trying to place that scene and i was so she's out of your league with uh, alice eve (laughs) you know yeah now that anyways back to the story we'll probably cut that you'll never hear that because that was stupid i don't even know what you're talking about i don't know you're saying that that i would bring girls home around the kids and stuff like that oh yeah so (laughs) so that was that was actually like a really big worry for me like just to think that like that was going to be something that was going to be affecting my children's growth, affecting like what was brought into their home, what when they were with their dad, and and that was a huge deal for me, you know. And and I think and and here's the real thing about it all, right? Like we don't want to discount what people are going through because what you go through as a couple is crazy hard. I know because we've been there in many times, you know, and we still cycle around those things. Like we still have things that show up and remind us how, how we need to show up for each other. And that's what it's really about. And that's how you can kind of like, that's kind of where we want to go with this and talk about the ways to like combat that, those feelings, combat that like easy decision to like step away. Right. Because in reality like neither decision is easy no no neither of it's easy and when we say easy to step away it's just because that and in the moment like when you're really upset at your partner and you're going through all that hard stuff like sometimes you're just like wouldn't it be easier if i just left wouldn't it be easier if i just stepped away you know and it's it may seem easier, it may be simpler, it may seem simpler, the grass may seem greener on the other side, but in reality, what does that mean? Are you gonna go over to that grass and kill that grass too? Or are you gonna stick around and start watering your own grass so that it gets green again? And I think that that's not what a lot of people wanna do because it's hard in either way that you decide to go, but there's so many benefits to being able to stick it through and get through it than to give up and just say, I want to find something better for myself. I just thought of a really good analogy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Genius. Ready for this? I'm ready. It's like this, right? So you, you, you live in a neighborhood and you've been there for a few years. At first, it was super nice. All the neighbors, they put in their yards, and the lawns were all green and all this stuff, right? Well, after a bit, people start to sell their house. Somebody else moves in. People care less, this and that. Next thing you know, neighbor parks a fucking car on the lawn. This, like, all all these things, and you're like, you know what? I need a new neighborhood. So there's another brand new one over, over here. You're starting to build again. So you buy over there instead. And again, you get all the people in that are excited for their brand new home, this and that. They plant the yard. They do this. They do that. Then all of a sudden, five, ten years goes by. Then all of a sudden, they care less again, right? You can do that time after time after time after time. Eventually, people are going to care less, and the yards across the street are just not going to look as nice. You might care about yours, but they're not going to care about theirs, right? It's the same with our relationships, right? Grass isn't necessarily greener. The grass fucking becomes green. Why? 
Because you take care of that shit, you fertilize it, you do the shit you need to do to make it healthy and strong, right? So the, the goal is not to move. It'd be nice if the neighbors or your spouse would do what they're supposed to do too, right? You know? Um, so there's things that we can do though to ensure or at least encourage our spouse to do certain things or us to do certain things, right? There's things that we have control of that we don't usually, most people don't make use of. And I'll start this, right? I'm going to punch the guys in the face right now, okay? 78 or 80% of divorces are initiated by women. Why is that? Is that just because they're a bunch of bitches and hags? Or is it because you motherfuckers out there aren't living up to what you should be? I'm going to say it. I'm, 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 I'm a dude and most of the time people think we're like male chauvinist pigs and all this talk about toxic masculinity and all that bullshit, right? But these women are getting bored of you. It's fact. It's truth. Statistically true. So why, why is that? Okay. We've talked about a couple of these things before um, in shows that we've done. The very first thing you guys do, you get married, you get comfortable, you, you give your cool cool away. You stop all the things that made her attractive to you or made her attracted to you in the first place. You get the dad bod. You get comfortable. We've got some fam family members that are young and newly married and stuff, and I can't even freaking believe my eyeballs as to how fast these dudes have like settled into being an old man. Blows my mind, right? Stop it. Stay cool. Keep your cool. Do the cool things. If you were sporty before, still do sports. If you were in muscle cars before, keep that damn car. If you were riding bikes before, keep your motorcycle. Um, if you were jump jumping dirt bikes 50 feet in the air, Keep jumping dirt bikes 50 feet in the air. Keep your cool, right? But the very first thing guys do, and it is our fault all the time, and I even admit that I was somewhat guilty of this in a few ways, um, you give your damn cool away. And she gets bored. Why? Because you're not the same dude you were before. If she wanted to marry the boring guy with the old man haircut and the beer belly and, and driving around in the pinto... She would have married that guy, not you. Instead, you know, she picked you. Why? Because you had attributes that she liked. Yeah, so keep them. There might be girls that are into that, but that's not why she picked you. So you might as well keep your cool up. And, and here's the reality in it all is that when you start having kids, it's easy to fall into those categories, right? Because you're just like, oh, I need to do this to be a dad. Because... What do we do? We learn from our parents in most places, right? And we've seen our parents be that way, right? Like as kids, our kid, our parents looked so old to us. They looked like the dad, right? Like that's who our parents were. So when we become parents, we automatically feel like we just need to take our place in life and that's what it is meant for us. Well, guess what? Maybe that's not working anymore. Maybe there's something more to it that maybe you just don't have a content life maybe you take it to the next le level and you think you know what i want to have this badass life i want to have it with this badass person next to me and we're going to keep things exciting we're going to keep things moving forward and progress together so that we can have an even greater relationship than we had on day one and i think that there's so many of us especially at this age and 
and I think there's at this age like our age yeah like our age like sorry our old age <laughs> I, I just turned four, four, 43 and I'm turning 40 at the end of the month Shh, we don't we don't say that, that. Long, right? No. <laughs> now, I'm actually really proud of the age that I am because I think with every year it brings such great experience and and brings us closer together with like with everything that we've been through, the hard times, the easy times, the good times. It's never easy, but when you get through those things it just makes you a stronger a stronger couple. And and that's really what it's all about is understanding that there is always a way through it. If you want to be with that person it's just when you when that all of a sudden that decision changes in your head and you're like instead of working towards having a better relationship you're working against your relationship and that can easily be this big flip that happens because I know like when Brandon and I have fought about certain things like when I'm so angry with him about certain stuff all of a sudden I get in this mode of being of it being easy to add on to that that hurt and that anger that I'm feeling in that moment and it can set me down a different path and and in those moments you have to really realize that you're headed down that path and you're actually working against your relationship instead of working towards building a better relationship and bringing it back to who you are as a couple and I think it's easy to get there we just need to realize that sometimes we're taking that path and we need to turn and go back the other direction. What do you think about that? Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that before, like in another episode, we talked about like, what's the alternative? Do you stay mad or you like get, get over it or move on, right? You can make like your days miserable by just being a pissed off, miserable SOB, or you can just figure it out and move on, right? But that's not exactly what I was talking about though right i was talking about like the things that we can do to like be like remain attracted to each other and remain attractive to our partners right so your partner does not get bored with you and i was punching the dudes in the face but let's let's be real women are guilty of this shit too right yeah they give their cool away too i used to teach three i'm like you know the first thing women do is they cut their hair short and and they, uh, you know, all that stuff, right? You know. And you cut their hair short out of the two of us. Oh, shut up. We've talked about this before, too. I've shaved my head since high school. I happened to have hair when I met you, but that was not a you first time. You happened to have hair when you met me. I did, yeah. It was like bleached and shit. It was, it was cool, too. But <laughs> I've shaved my head forever. So now, he's the one who got the Now I have hair for like the first time in a long, long time. I got some hair on there. Oh, look at that. A little mohawk thing going on, but... Um, I need to shave the sides. It's getting a little grizzly <laughs> over there. But no, anyways, no, but the point is, though, is we stop doing the things that made us attractive in the first place, right? And that is the thing that we can certainly prevent. That's yeah. easy for us to just not do. You just have to be aware of it, right? Because as guys, we think, oh, well, they want us to settle down, right? They want us to not do these things. And actually, the female hindbrain on the surface might actually want those things, right? But then you do it, and then, and I guess this would be a hindbrain, the unconscious, the subconscious would be like, why am I suddenly just not attracted to this dude like I was before, right? Because he fucking stopped doing all the shit that made him cool before, right? 
And here's the crazy part, and like kind of going back to the way that women think is, especially when you have children, all of a sudden you are putting all your attention towards your kids because that's the way it is. Like all of a sudden you, it's the two of you, and then all of a sudden you have a kid, and all your attention. Women goes, forget to be wives. Yeah, and they like, become moms. They go to always attending to the kids' needs, and and in that we see in this day and age and what is a popular topic with women right now is losing their identity and really what happens in that is i think what has a lot to do with that is the fact that we start taking care of our kids and we're putting we're putting all of our attention into what our kids needs and then what our husbands are needing and we're spread so thin to the fact that like we did help him take away his cool and we did take away our own cool because all of a sudden, like, we're not nurturing ourselves. We're not nurturing our relationship. And it's taken to a place where we're like, who am I anymore? Who is this person that I'm with? Like, all of a sudden, you have to question those things. And you don't really know your place. You don't really know where you belong in your own life that you're living. All of a sudden, you feel, especially when your kids grow up and they're starting to move on and not need you anymore, all of a sudden where all your attention was going is gone. And now you're questioning who you are, who you're married to, and where the next step is for you in your life. And I think that a lot of us in that way, like are questioning, you know, what does that mean for me? Like, what do I need? What change do I need to see who I am again? And I think that all has to do with us, like allowing them to become a different person us having to all morph into our different positions as a family and then all of a sudden we do lose our identity and it's about being able to come back to who you actually are and not really changing everything but coming back to who you guys are as a couple and what made you guys fall in love in the first place and what does that mean does that mean like not really understanding like your relationship and kind of taking it to the place where you our know, parents are or, you know. Here's here here's a thought I had when you were talking about that. And this is a common thing, at least not not, not so much in, in our marriage. We've always had a super good sex life. Eat, for us, even when times were bad, we still have good sex, right? We talked about this, makeup sex, anger bang, all that stuff's still fun too, right? But... A lot of people, though, like women, like become moms, and all of a sudden, they're it's the drive just go, goes away. Is it because they're tired? Is it because homeboy decided to like give his cool cool away, and she's suddenly not attracted? Who knows? I don't really care, right? But here's the point, though, right? I watched this. Uh, I think it was on TikTok or some something like that. But this guy goes, he goes, you know, of course, sex isn't isn't the only part of a relationship. He's like, but I just bought a house. And the bathroom's not the only part of the house. In fact, it's not even the main reason I bought the house. But if somebody took the bathroom away from me, I'd be pissed, right? <laughs> like my life is gonna dramatically change if I no long, long, longer have a bathroom and, a, and it was not by my choice, right? You don't get married. Like the sex is not like the only reason to get married, but it's a big part. And it's a part that if it disappears, you're gonna be upset, right? You're gonna wonder like, well, what the hell, right? Um, I've got all sorts of friends who got married and all of a sudden the sex just died because she was no longer interested. She had a headache, she was tired, she was, name all the excuses uh, under the sun, right? 
And I've also heard from women that like see this as like the selfish need of these guys, right? You know? And I'm like, I just sort of think that's part of the the deal. Like the bathroom comes with the house that you bought. <laughs> the sex should come with the the marriage too, right? Um, it's not a selfish thing, right? But guys, if you're not getting it, here's my thing. I'm going to punch you in the face again. If you're not getting it, it's because she no longer wants to have sex with you. And that's a you thing. Yeah. What do you need to do to change that? How can you stoke the desire? Do you need to get your ass back in the gym? Do you need to get your cool back? Who knows, right? But instead of just being like, that bitch won't have sex with me. You got to think, why doesn't she want to? She still has a sex drive. Yeah. And it can happen on both sides. And I might spout some of my statistics at you. I'm just kidding. Sheree statistics. <laughs> Don't Google them. You know what? They may or may not be true. You know what? There is one day going to be a page of all my Sheree's, statistics. Sheree's going to, just to make them true, she's going to build her own website. Oh, I'll build like 50 of them and they'll <laughs> just, all have them on Once there. you say them, they're... They become true. I always have in my brain, I always tell Brandon, that there's probably about 10% of women, maybe it's higher than that, I would say maybe higher than that, but maybe 10% of women, and again, these are my statistics because I love to do my own statistics of what I've seen in the world, right? By st statistics, she <laughs> means opinion. <laughs> They're statistics. Okay, all right. Anyway, opinion. so I always like to say, you know, um, there's about 10% of women who are like wanting it and desiring it all the time, right? And there's 90% of men who are wanting it, desiring it all the time. But there's only 10% of men who aren't constantly needing it, wanting it, Those right? are called low testosterone <laughs> males. And 90% of women who are that way as well, right? So, but here's the thing is there's a way to complement that, you know? Like, we're not going to just be able to say, hey like sex enjoy sex women and then you're gonna all of a sudden enjoy sex it's what brandon's talking about we still have to be attractive for each other right like you think about like one of my favorite things that i ever got to experience was i went to see magic mike with my sisters and we're in this theater favorite thing you experienced oh yeah let, let all me right. finish okay, okay. All right. <laughs> so we're sitting in the movie theater and there's all these women around us and this is utah right so probably the majority of the women in there are very religious church-going women who don't get that spark that exciting Ma like magic mike if i re remember right was P pg-13 so it was okay for them yeah. to see because it was they're not supposed to see our rating yeah movies. No, i have to look at the rating and point that out I will right now let's see <laughs> but anyways my favorite part about that experience was that we're sitting in this theater and all the really like hot juicy sexy scenes that came out came up in the movie like all these women were just so giddy over them right oh was it magic mike yeah was it, magic mike? it was either that or or 50 shades 50 of Grey. shades i think it might have actually been 50 shades i may be getting that wrong but yeah no it, i think you told me the story i think it was it? magic okay. mike so anyway magic mike and so they're like getting all giddy they're getting all excited they're like they're you know that they're sitting at home while like they're probably stay-at-home moms because a lot of um 
LDS moms or stay-at-home moms, they're probably sitting at home and they're desiring that passion. They're desiring that kind of love, that kind of excitement and sexy man to just like take them and have this fun experience, right? But here, let's bring it all back to reality. Are we going to be married to a magic mic? You are. You know, I am, but you know. (laughs) I, I can't dance like that though. No, but like we've got to be able to better ourselves for each other. And that's really what that is all about. And being able to keep and have a better sex life is really just about being able to bring that to your partner as much as possible. It does say it's R, actually. So it's probably Fifty Shades of Grey. I think it might have been Fifty Shades of Grey. Fifty Shades of Grey, PG-13? I think so, yeah. Really? Yeah. Holy cow, I'm going to check that, too. (laughs) He's fact-checking me. He didn't like my statistics, so he's fact-checking me about everything now. (laughs) Fifty Shades was way worse than Magic Mike. I don't know. What is it? What does it say? I guess there was actual... Well, no, there's nudity in both of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Hold on a second. It's actually more difficult nowadays to find the rating. used to be like it was the first thing it would show. No, I kind of remember some of the parts where they were like ooing and aahing, right? Like they were like all giddy over the fact that of like when he first touches her in that movie and everything. So I'm pretty sure it was Fifty Shades of Grey. But but here's the thing is like we know that everybody still gets excited about that. Fifty Shades is R also. Ooh, naughty, naughty. <laughs> Gotta keep those stats true. Oh, yeah. But... Anyways, a bunch of chicks were thinking it was awesome, right? Yeah, so like... Like, don't, the first thing about any type of situation that you're in is you got to be real with yourself. You got to be honest with yourself and and understand that it's okay to have certain emotions. It's okay to have certain feelings, right? Like, and if you are desiring something, it's okay to have that conversation with your partner and say, hey, I desire this or I desire that. But also before that comes the making yourself attractive to your partner because yeah. if you're not attractive to your partner then it doesn't matter how well you do that belly dance like well i i would say this right so 50 shades and magic mike both totally blow today's like at least what the mainstream media wants you to think out of the water first first of all they're saying this right girls are into dad bods or into this and that right Goes like you said. You go see Magic Mike. No, they're not. I'll tell you this. I've been to a male review. I took took her for our friend's birthday one time. Don't say that out loud. And there there were no girls in there that were like wishing there were fat dudes on stage. That's that's just not a thing, right? And also, how in today's world we're like, oh, toxic masculinity, and guys should be more feminine and be more in touch with their feminine side. Yeah, Fifty Shades of Grey was like the world's like number one bestseller of all freaking time, and we're, girls were all freaking wet right. all over this book, right? Like, why? Because not because he was this dude with a man bod, and because he was sensitive and fem- feminine. No, because there was something about that that stoked their yeah, and he primal desires, right? That. Like she was not, a none of that, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> He was a super dumb and she was way submissive, right? Yeah. But the fact that Magic Mike and Fifty Shades like blew all the r- r- records away shows that the the 
story we're told on TV and on the radio and on TikTok and all that stuff. That's that's not what the majority of pe people think, right? So guys, don't be fooled, okay? If you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see, well, chances are she's not super stoked. I want to see C's either. If you look down to go to the bathroom and you can't see your junk, bro, you you've got issues, okay? <laughs> Um, nice, Wait, nice hey, way to put I'm that. keeping it real, right? <laughs> if you look down and you can't see your stuff, well, there's a belly in the way that needs to disappear, right? But you can't just be like, like we live, we live in this time now where people feel like entitled to feel things, right? Well, she should just be attracted to me because I'm her man, right? No, she, she's got eyeballs. She's gonna be attracted, but she's attracted to. We're still human beings. We yeah. still have our natural desires. No yeah, you can't what. you can't blame somebody for not being attracted to you if you've stopped being attractive. Have you changed the way you look? Have you changed the this or that? Have you let things slide? Well, that's kind of your bad, not hers or his, right? You know, to the other side. So there's one thing we could probably do a whole episode on that, but we're almost we've uh, we're about there actually but there's other there's other things too though right so let's let's move move on from attractiveness right so we know that people can get bored and they can get stray because they they lose attraction right what's some other shit right well i think that really from just conversations that i've had with other people that have gone through divorces it's just sometimes you just kind of cycle those fights over and over again and sometimes it just seems easier to give up after a while because you you can't forget the past you can't forget what the other person did yeah. or you know and sometimes it just seems a little bit easier to say you know what we're never going to get through this we're never going to get over this and it's just maybe time to live different lives and I think that's an easy place to get to, especially if you're constantly fighting about the same issues over and over again. And that happens. Honestly, like, how many times does that happen with us? How many times do we fight about the same things over and over again? Because sometimes, like, it's hard for your partner to change in different ways, right? And those things may still irritate you, or there are certain situations where they're not resolved and the other person feels like they have to be resolved. And you may just not be able to agree on something, so they'll keep cycling around. But sometimes you have to get to a point where you you ask yourselves, like in this situation, like we've done this many times, where like, what do we want out of this? Like, why do we keep fighting about the same thing over and over again? Well, I think I think people fight about the same thing over and over again a lot of times because the other person feels entitled enough not to like give in. Okay, like if you're married to somebody and something super important to them, but it's not super important to you and you don't feel the need to do that thing because it's not important to, to, to you, well, it might not be important to you, but it's important to them. So why don't you do, do the thing for them? Yeah. I think that's super fair. Yeah, but I think there's sometimes where like, there's things that you want that I don't really care about, but I do them all the time for you because yeah. I know that you want them. Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, right? Yeah. But people don't, though. Yeah. And even you and I still have issues where we ha where we struggle with things like that, too, right? Yeah, and that's so, the thing. That's what this is really all about is those things will still cycle around, right? And you just have to realize, like, 
when you have better ways of dealing with those situations and understanding that like we're going to keep making it through those situations then those situations when you come through them you can say you know what i forgot that that was something that you really wanted and i needed i needed to be reminded of that you know and so you can make it through and just instead of being stubborn and being like i just don't want to do that for you i just am so sick of having this conversation and i'm going to stop doing that for you because here's the reality is when you stop doing something for your partner, then you start, you stop doing other things for your partner. And then you keep adding well, it's on like, to that. It's like, um, what's that movie with uh, um, Jennifer Aniston and uh, Vince Vaughn? Or they break up. Is it called the breakup? Yep. The breakup. <laughs> nice. Go figure, right? Well... Um, there's a scene where her family comes over for dinner, right? And she gets done, and he's like, they get done, they leave, and he wants to sit down relax and play games. And the kitchen's a mess, right? And she's like, I want you to help me. And he's like, well, I'm playing games, I'll relax for a bit, and then I'll come help you. And she's like, I want you to help me now. And then she's like, I want you to want me, or, or I want you to want to help me do the dishes. He's like, why would I want to do them, right? That makes no sense, right? Well, dude help her out that's why you want to you don't want to do the dishes dishes suck right but you don't want her to be miserable she you it's simple dude get up and do the damn dishes right vice versa um anybody like i mean if if a clean room's important and one partner's throwing their fucking clothes on the ground well that and one partner thinks it's important well that's fucked up Put your clothes in the basket. The basket's right here. It's three feet away. Don't drop them on the ground, right? It's it's just like you know this thing's important for this person. So just like walk the three feet and drop the clothes in the basket. It's easy. It's simple. The fact that you don't is disrespectful, right? These are easy, simple things that you can do to make your partner ha happier. Yeah, and you have to keep working on those things. And honestly, like, there's all these pet peeve things that you can have with your partner. And some of those things, like, you you do have to let go, right? Because are they really going to be something that you want to carry on in your relationship? But at the same time, if you know that that's something that really is hard for your partner, you can't stop working towards those things. No, you, you have to, to do those things. Unless you don't care if it ends and... You go separate ways and have to go through divorce and separation of kids and custody and all that bullshit, right? It's way easier to walk three freaking feet and drop the clothes in the hamper than to file for divorce and split all your, your assets. Yeah. That's way simpler. It's way e e easier to make your lifestyle where you wake up, you go, go to the gym, you remain in shape, you look good, this and that, so that your wife's attractive or attracted to you. Um, than to have her leave you for some other dude. I'll tell you this. This is another statistic that I don't know a number, but I will say this. Women cheat probably just as often as men, but women will cheat statistically less. I, I, think, I, I think it was like 38% of women that cheat will still be in love with their husband. Whereas something like almost 60% of men can still love their wives and cheat, right? What does that mean? That means women, if they are in love with their man, they're not likely to go cheat. They're not likely to leave you. They're not likely to go 
look out elsewhere. Men are more likely to do it because we're genetically programmed to like spread our seed, right? It's just a thing that we have to struggle with and deal with, right? But guys, if your wife had an affair on you, most of the time she's fucking done with you in the first place. So just don't let her be done with you. Just remain cool. Keep your cool. Stay attractive. Rule number one, be attractive. Don't be unattractive. When you walk in the door, when you wake up, when you, whatever it is, the first time she sees you, be the type of guy that she's stoked to see. I think that's not that hard to do. You might think it's hard, right? But, but it's not, right? It's only hard because you haven't done the things to keep it up. If you continue to do the things that you, you, you used to do, it would just, by nature, by default, it would still be there. Well, it's kind of like going back to what we were talking about before where the grass might be green on the other side, right? Like the reason why your grass isn't green anymore is because you stopped watering it. You stopped doing the things to keep up your yard, right? And so really, instead of going over to some other yard and destroying that yard, because you're going to have the same habits. If you leave a relationship and you never better yourself, then you're going to, and realize that you had something to do with that other relationship, you're going to go to this other relationship and you're going to kill that relationship too. And it's because you haven't learned from those things. And so why not learn those things within your relationship before you poison your relationship to where you can't bring that grass back, right? Yeah. So it's really going back to that space of when your grass was green, right? And when was that grass green? It was gra- It was green in that honeymoon stage. Like, what did you do as a couple? Well, there's... Sorry, go on. Yeah, like, but what did you do, like, when you were dating? What did you do as you, like, were first married and you were in that honeymoon stage? Like, what kind of actions did you take for your partner to do those things, right? Like, you were all worried that they were going to hate you in this way or not like this about you. So, but we get comfortable and we're like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, he's already seen me this way. He's already felt this way. So now I don't have to care as much in this area. But you do. You have to care in all those areas and you have to keep putting actions towards those things yeah well there's one more thing too that i'll talk about too and i'm going to keep like knocking on the dudes here right um so you guys are probably i don't know some of you may be interested some of you not the dudes on fire on the internet too so um and andrew tate okay the dude just got arrested with his brother he's been all of a sudden i i don't even know that i ever even heard the guy's name until like a year ago or last or two years ago pre-covid for sure i never heard his name it was that it was a post-covid thing but he's been um became super internet famous talking about talking to guys right um and a lot of people see him as this male chauvinist and all this stuff right I think a lot of people misunderstand. I don't know that he's guilty of the charges that he was arrested for, but I heard an interesting conversation with my kids though uh, this evening. And my daughter was saying, oh, it's good that he got arrested because X, Y, and Z. And my son's like, yeah, I think you misunderstand because you just don't listen to him and you haven't heard this thing. Most of the time he talks to the guys and he says, if your girl leaves, it's your fault because you're a schmuck, this and that, right? And I've listened to a bunch of his stuff and I would agree with my son, right? Just like I am now. I'm putting a lot of the pressure on the, the dudes here, right? Um, 
I haven't but heard any of his stuff. She so has no any. idea who <laughs> and, and, and Andrew Tate is, but she'll have something to say about this, right? Um, so we talked about being attractive. We've talked about um, doing shit that your partner wants or needs, you know, that may not be important to you, but it's important to them. But another big thing, guys, is this. She needs to look up to and respect you, right? And that means you need to work hard. You need to do the things that guys do, right? Um, if you order something from Ikea and your wife's the one that builds the thing, um, she's not going to have very good th thoughts about that. And here's the reality. I'm very capable of building things, right? But, totally. But... There's no way I can There's buy something. There's zero in chance in hell that I'm ever gonna let her build something that I'm capable of. And building. I know there's some women out there. Capable. Be like, I think I just made up a word. Yeah. What like, was it? Like the impossible, like on uh, how I met your mother. I, yeah. I said capable. <laughs> capable. No, but it but it's a thing, right? Like. Guys, you're like you build things. You you do the dude stuff, right? And they do the girl stuff. Like that may seem like outdated in today's world, but it's not, right? We still have our instinctual nature about us. Guys, you install the flooring, you build the shit, you go repair the car, right? Like there's so much there's so that many goes things. into that. Like I could do all the I could do many of those things, right? And, and here's the reality is like, there's, we're kind of coming to a generation where I think that women, there's a lot of women who want to be the strong person who can do anything and everything. And they're like, oh, I don't need a man. And it's like, no, you don't want to have to feel like you need a man for all those you things, right? You don't need a man, but you want your man to be a man, but right? you want that, yeah. <laughs> like, you want to have a man to be the man and be yeah. like, hey, like, I can go build that thing, right? Like, there's nothing sexier than a man who's working on a car. I don't if know. If she comes like, home with groceries, really, like, yeah. get your ass out there yeah. and tote those motherfuckers in <laughs> from, from the car, even though the game's on, right? Like, don't sit there and watch her, like, haul all these bags in, right? Um... I don't know. I've just seen examples of this. And uh, guys, you need her to look up to you and respect you. And if you don't do the things that, nor that like are expected for guys to do, each time you don't, you lose you you lose respect for, from her. Um, and a lot of you, times, women don't even realize that that's happening because no. they're sometimes supporting some of that that's not happening, right? Like sometimes women are like, "Oh, it's good that he lets me do this, like build this thing, right?" You know, and it's like, no, like let your man be the man. It's okay to let your man be the man. Here's the deal, okay? So for Christmas, um, our thirteen or no thirteen, she's fifteen. Our fifteen-year-old daughter. She asked for Christmas because we just moved into a new house. She asked for furniture for her room, okay? Now, we did get stuff from Ikea. Um, I want her to be capable, and she is. I didn't build the shit for her. We got her a dresser. We got her a desk. We got her some shelves. But I went up there, and I spent the day with her, and I sat there with the instruction, and I said, okay, now do this. Now do that. Now do this. Now do do that, okay? Guess what that did, though? That puts some pressure on whatever dude she ends up with. Because if she ends up with some dude that doesn't know how to do stuff, but she does, 
How much respect do you think she's going to have for, for that guy? She might feel all powerful and excited that she for a bit to have this, right? For a bit. And then all of a sudden it's going to be like, well, he never does this for me. Oh, your husband does that for you? You know how many times I've heard my friends say, oh, your husband does that, but my husband doesn't. That right. My husband's never done that for me. And it's not even big things. It's things that every guy should step up being a man and do and here's the biggest part of that is as women we need to let our men be men and be okay and actually prideful even though there are men even though she can do it let's be real when it comes time to build shit when it comes time to fix things when it comes time to do shit like that guys step up and fucking do it now raise your daughters like i am to be capable of doing such things and not be dependent on someone else but guys let me just just hear me again when it comes time to do that shit you do it you'll gain respect if you do not do it and you let her do it instead you lose you lose respect and if you you lose respect you lose attractiveness you lose all these things fucking doomed man we we've kind of like gone in so many different directions with everything that we've been talking about today and that's kind of how we do things so that's well i don't know no i don't think we we have right like we've talked about divorce the fact that we started off this way 80 percent of women or 80 percent of divorces are initiated by women there's a reason for that okay and a big reason for that, and it's not the same across the board, but a big reason for that is because women get bored, they lose respect. You just, I mean, if she's not, like we said, if she's not wanting sex from you, there's a reason is because she doesn't want to have sex with you, right? So change that, right? So all the things we've talked about do the opposite of them, right? Well, don't do the opposite. Do the things I said. Build this shit, stay in shape, be attractive. Keep her respect, gain respect, open doors for her. Like we live in this time where women are like, oh, I don't need no man. Guess what, dude? Still go out to the car and get the door for her, right? Still do the old school shit. Yeah. And what I mean by like going in different directions, there's there's so many reasons why people get to that place of feeling like it's time to give up. And, and really in reality, it's hard no matter what choice you make, whether you stay in your marriage, whether you leave your marriage, there's no easy way out so sometimes when you hang out with certain people like they can kind of entice you to move in in one direction or another so i do actually just recommend like if you're in that place where you're kind of questioning where you're at to make sure you're spending time with people who have good marriages if you hang out with people who have good marriages they're going to help help you find your way back to your marriage if you're hanging out with people who are divorced and you're like oh, we went through root and for that divorce you're going to end up divorce divorced. is contagious we it saw is. that with a group of friends we were hanging out with for a bit one person got divorced and the next one did then the next one did then the next one did and i was about to say almost without exception but i don't think there was an exception it was the wife that chose to leave every single time and i don't know because i wasn't hanging out with them but i do but i did talk to the guys i think a big part of that was the girls were the one encouraging them to leave oh you need to be free you need to do this you need to do that he's oppressive blah 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 blah, all this stuff right so 
I mean, you are the thing your parents used to tell you, right? You are the average of the, what is it, the five people you spend the most time time with, right? So like Sheree said, if you hang out with people that are in good relationships, you're more likely to keep one. If you hang out with a bunch of divorced, miserable people, then that might be the path you choose too, right? But um, I was going to say something else, and it kind of skipped my brain right now. I don't know. Anyways, (laughs) point is this, though. Just because 50% or more people get divorced nowadays does not mean that that statistic needs to hold true with you, right? But that does come with the responsibility to continue to be the best you you can be so that your partner continues to be attracted to you and not want to stray. Right, and that goes to both men and women, right? So what's the best best case scenario for a relationship? Is two pe- people constantly trying to be the best they can be for each other. Well, understanding too that the vow that you took was a real vow. Like just picture yourself in that situation where like you're at your wedding, right? And you both say, like say your vows, right? And you vow to be with that person through hard times and good times, right? It's easy to be with that person through the good times. But it's those hard times that no matter what that hard time is, that's when you got to be the strongest person for the other person. And I, I can't remember exactly the words that he used in that, but he, he talks about how... Um, like you're like you got to be there for your partner in their worst moments and they've got to be there for you in your worst moments and i think sometimes we don't realize in those situations how we need to step up and how we need to be there but it's just practice practice makes perfect right yeah so when these hard times come around over and over again because they're gonna keep coming around life is so difficult especially like the this day and age where we have so many things coming at us and so many different things influencing different areas of our life we need to really like gear up and be ready to be there for our partner and take action to actually show them more love when they're struggling and be there through those things and realize, you know, if you feel like you're lacking in, in anything in particular, you have that conversation with your partner and you say, hey, like, I really feel like I'm lacking in this situation. Can we, like, make sure that we're both giving in the other in each way, right? Because if you're not willing to listen to your partner and give to them what they're needing, then that kind of breaks down that that communication and they don't feel comfortable having those conversations with you but you know just realizing that that vow that you made means something and that you guys are going to stick together through those hard times and realize that you're going to come out stronger at the other side of those things because you're going like I look back at Brandon and my relationship and I think you know where we are at today like there's been situations in our in our relationship where I didn't know that we would end up right here today. Like there's been some really hard things that Brandon and I have gone through and I didn't know where that was going to lead us, you know. But had we not stuck through and we showed up for each other and we started like giving back, giving like using love as a verb and doing those things for each other, then we wouldn't be here today 
And because marriage is hard, life is hard. There's so many things coming at you financially, like in every aspect of your relationship. And you just got to realize that sometimes you just got to show up for the other person and realize that you made that vow. And that vow is just not this contract that you signed. It's about having the desire to live this life together and make it an even better life for the both of you. You're not, yeah. you're not in the relationship by yourself. You're in it with each other. And, and that means something, you know? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, there's, I mean, like I said, like that statistic that like, what would I say? 38% of women cheat, um, still say they love their spouse. Something like 55 or 56% of men that, or men that cheat still say they love their spouse. Sometimes you're like, you're a dude, right? You're going to be tempted to do things, right? Um, but Jesus, dude, just think before you act, like, is it worth losing your family over you know your kids look up to you depend on you don't do anything in your life that's going to make people lose respect for you right um and of course we've talked about this thing like divorce is not an option this and that right that does not include the extremes of abuse physical or mental abuse if you're married to somebody like that get the fuck out gtfo right you know um don't be stupid and stay in a situation like that. That is not at all what we're speaking about. And one thing we forgot to talk about, which I think is a big topic, is don't feel like just because you have a vow, that means that you can just live your own life and treat your partner badly because you made a vow and they're going to stay well, with you anyway, right? Yeah, but that's, that sort of goes into like that entitled part, right? Like, well, we're married, right? So I can just do whatever, right? I can... I can lose attractiveness. I can lose the respect. I can be an asshole. No, you can't, right? Yeah. Because that, that doesn't, abuse that a, doesn't a lead way. to a badass life, right? You want to enjoy your every day, right? Yeah. What part of coming home and being miserable being home is fun? Is any part of that fun? It's not, right? I I know people like that. I know people that would rather be a... Huh? It's not fun for you. There's been parts where I haven't been excited to come home and see you. It's not fun. But we worked it out, and now it's not that way, right? But I know people that live like that on a constant day-to-day basis, though, right? That's not fun, so change it, right? If if your wife or your husband's not pleased with you because of X, Y, or Z, well, figure out a way to change that so that they're not constantly pissed off at you. You know, I mean, and maybe they're and just sometimes an awful person at the moment. Maybe, and sometimes yeah. there's something other that is going on that needs to be fixed. Yeah. So you just got to ultimately look it comes down to this, whether I'm talking to the women or I'm talking to the men. Right. The only, only thing you can change is you. Right. So if you want your situation to change, the only thing you can do is look within you and say, what can I change within me? that might inspire change in someone else, right? Now, if you're married to a fucking awful human being, they won't ever change, and you'll soon learn that. Yeah, and, and by and then, bettering yourselves, you're going to actually take yourself to the next level, yeah, and they and won't you, rise to that level with you. And they might even, you might eventually separate from them, right? But who will you be? You'll be a better person in the end for maybe your next person, if that has to be the case, right? But work towards but, being a better person but if for you, your partner. Exactly. <laughs> if you work on you first, you focus on being the best you you can be day after day after day. If you're married to just 
Senorita Awful or Senor Awful, you know what? They may, they may never come around. But you'll still be better in the end and you might find somebody better afterwards if, God forbid, that's the way it has to be, right? I think more often than not, though, if you are the best you can be and you are the type of person that walks in the room and commands respect from others, if you are the type of person that walks in the room and looks better than most other people, if you are the person in the room that your spouse can be proud to like have on their arm, more often than not, you're not going to find yourself in a place where you have to get separated and find someone new. More often than not. Not every, not, not, not every single time, but more, more often than not, I think that's the case. Just really be the type of person that, you're, that your partner has vowed to be with. Yeah. You know. Keep it up. And and honestly when you can get to that point in your relationship where you can be the type of person that your partner wants to be vowed to, then you're gonna have this badass relationship where you have fun more times than you have difficult times. And that's all we want. We yep. wanna have a badass life together and we want to hopefully have conversations that you guys can have that desire for your relationship too and yeah. Listen, you've got less than a century of life on this earth. If you live to be 90, you're doing well, right? Probably we're talking more like 60s, 70s, 80s tops. I'm halfway there. Do you want to live your life and like enjoy all that time? Most pe people live to a cer certain age, like their mid-20s, for example. And then they just sort of exist after that. Or do you want to live until you die? I say live until you die. Keep it up. Stay young. You have no choice but to age. How you age, however, is totally up to you. And guess what? If you do live to be 90 and you're by yourself because you decided that you deserve something better instead of working towards your marriage, then... It's not the greatest place to be, but what if you created a badass relationship to where you get to be together and yeah. you're ride or die till the end yep. of your time here, right? Yep. So that's kind of what we're promoting, what we want for everybody else. And hopefully by having this converse, these conversations, we'll be able to help people see a way to find that for themselves. So Yeah, there is, before we quit real quick, I'll say, say this because we just had an experience like this. So there is a genre of kind of youtuber podcast stuff out there that they call the red pill and i think it's important to know this stuff and you can take it upon yourself and look it up if you choose right um but i told a friend recently i'm like you know what it's important to know it what's more important though because you can listen to red pill videos after red pill video after red pill video. Eventually, you become resentful towards the opposite sex. It's important to know it. It's important to know the game. It's important to know how people work. It's important to know all the relationship di dynamics. Once you know, know those things, it's much more important to move on and try to figure out how to just be the best you you can be in any situation whether it's relationship whether it's business whether it's friendships whether it's who 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 knows what right because whether it's feminism 
or whether it's red pill, if you go too far, you eventually end up disliking the other group, right? Yes. So be a strong person, mm-hmm. know what you need to know, but also know that just because I'm a masculine man and I get into this red pill shit doesn't mean that I'm going to like be angry at her because she's not a man or just because she's a strong woman, she shouldn't hate me because I have a dick, right? You know, like that's the part, like you get so far apart and that's the way these people get, right? But no, we're meant to be complimentary. And so it's important to know the things. It's important to be strong. It's important to be independent to some degree. And then you take all that and then you become... A couple for life yeah, kind of. and you become a couple that can't be stopped actually at that point point in time yeah and, so. and honestly that's what we want from this and we're so excited because i think this year is going to bring a lot of fun stuff for yeah. you guys oh yeah and hopefully that will get more of you guys subscribed so if you haven't subscribed subscribe because that tells me that you're sending me love send us reviews send us love, likes reviews all that whatever. stuff Five star, I don't know. And watch this this video somewhere where I put it out. Yeah, so we're going to put a card (laughs) somewhere. Um, It might have been way before this, but um, Jordan Peterson. um, Dude, I listen to that guy all the time. He's awesome. Um, Yeah, we're going to bring in... Andrew Tate, love him or hate him, I don't care. Check his stuff out, though, because I think that, I'm like... i check him out. Maybe we should do a video think, about him, actually. I, th- I think Maybe. if you genuinely listen to his words instead of what other people say about him, I think you would see more what he's actually trying to say than what people I'm actually very there. intrigued however, this However, he is presently behind bars, <laughs> and we will see if he ends up being guilty of the things yeah, that Yeah, for, like, trafficking? Is that what I heard? That's what they charged him with, but well, I, I'm not positive did, whether I... If he was involved, him. I might have to kick if, his ass. If dude's involved, uh, he can, you know, he deserves he what he gets. But just knowing who he is and all this... I don't know why he would ever compromise himself by doing something stupid like that. No. He's already ready, re- like um, reached escape v- 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 velocity. He has no need to make more money. I don't know why he would put himself at risk like that. I do know that he's a very controversial figure, and I do know that the media hates people like that. And so, yet to be seen. I'm gonna withhold my opinion on that for now, but. He's also worth checking out because he's got a lot of interesting things to say, though. Yeah, I might have to check him out. We yeah. might have to have a conversation about him. Yeah, we might. So, <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah, we're gonna hashtag those. We'll we'll throw some cards up, and you can uh, link to those other videos if yeah. you want to. If you so. can't find them up on the screen, we'll actually put it down in the comment yeah. or down in the description. So, but so. you guys, love you guys. Thank you for coming. Peace out, and have a wonderful week. All right, l- l- later on. End it with a bang. End it, yeah. End it with a bang. <laughs> We're gonna That's go our upstairs new now. Yeah. We're gonna go upstairs now. But bye bye. See ya.